How about that open from the Chris Morales? Uh, Clinton, there's a lot there. There's a lot to uncover say, right Morales there. Morales is doing <laughs> a ton of work in the mornings. He's covering ground out there, man. Okay, so let, 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 let me first say this. By the way, we got a great show lined up. Obviously, we'll go to 11 a.m., pass it on to Max Kellerman. Travis Rogers has decided. I already told Trav, by the way. I let Trav know. I said, listen, any text you send me, I don't care what it is. I'm reading it off the air. So just be careful what yeah. you text me, Travis. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see as he continues his – I think he said his tea time is at 10 a.m. He's like, well, I got you know, to start drinking before that. Travis got his own game plan. So Travis on vacation, Clinton Yates in the house here. So yesterday, um, Chris wanted to go, and it's kind of funny. The guy tells me, he's like, you know, I, I want to do a lunch. Let's do a lunch. I want to go to like a really authentic Middle Eastern place. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, Clint, I don't know. You may, you may not know this. Plenty of fantastic Middle Eastern restaurants out here in uh, in the Los Angeles area. I know Mexican food gets a lot of run, but there's some great Middle Eastern restaurants as well. So Middle go to Glendale. Food is higher on the power rankings for me than Mexican food in my personal kitchen. Interesting. So Interesting. Okay. I don't know how many people are with you on that one. Uh, I might have to fall into that category too because I am Middle Eastern. Um, so we go out to Glendale. It's probably 114 degrees, and uh, <laughs> and Chris is wearing a full suit. Like Chris, that Of course he is. Doesn't doesn't bother him. You know, the weather is, like I said, like you can't be outside for nine seconds. Chris is full suit. Jacket's on, too. And wow. uh, go to this great restaurant in Glendale. It's a place called Carousel. Some great Middle Eastern food. Some A, a great kind of uh, as authentic as it can get. And then uh, and then that was it. Morales went on his way. I think they had a, a, a dinner with Mason, something along those lines. So, uh, so kind of a nice way to spend lunch. Is that what lunch. Morales does? He just goes around eating with different personalities from the station? And it seems like it. It seems billing like them, yeah. Billing them back to the, to the station, claiming they were business deals? Yeah, it, it seems seems like that's kind of his game plan. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a lunch coming up in your, uh, in your near future. I would future. love to. I would love to have a lunch with Morales. That, that'd be great. I, I'm free today, Chris, if you're listening, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so I, I want to put something out here. Yeah. So yesterday, a couple of days ago was the – Emily, was it the 15th or 16th year anniversary? 16th. Okay, 16th. 16 year anniversary of Talladega Nights. Okay? We're going to get to Lakers and Dodgers in a second. Everybody just yeah. hold on a second here. We got Talladega Nights anniversary. So we, we had a draft yesterday. Had this, uh, had this draft of picking Will Ferrell, either his best movies or just appearances that he's made or whatever the case is. So I sent you the link because we had uh, listeners uh, obviously get a chance to vote. Did you see, and let me kind of give a quick bat, Travis, his three that he got to pick, Anchorman, Eastbound and Down, and The Office. I had old school Talladega Nights and the more cowbell on Saturday Night Live. Funches went Step Brothers, Zoolander, and the other guys. And then Emily went Elf, Kicking and Screaming, Stranger Than Fiction. Emily, not going to lie, a couple of those I didn't know. I, I feel like I got to catch myself up on you some of the You never saw Kicking and stuff. Screaming? Never saw it. That is, I oh, think, so uh, yeah, good. Emily went for sort of like the 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 weird beat here. Like, if you were gonna like one of those, you were gonna like all three. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that you're running. Emily, a Emily had point. like creative artwork and that where <laughs> I, I went couldn't. off course a bit. I also, you know, some some of the other Will Ferrell movies kind of can be a little dude humor. Her her artwork yes. probably sold for the most and was most valuable. I just didn't <laughs> understand it. Like, I looked at it and I couldn't. She was like a step higher than me. So. When you look at those, which one stood? Which which one would you take between those? Uh, between those four? Okay, I would take 
old school. I would take yours. But let me tell you this, Alan. Mm-hmm. There is no no presence for the greatest Will Ferrell movie of all time, Blades of Glory, which I do not understand does not make anybody's big board. So we I guess their head picks. cut off from bigger skinny. It, it, it won honorable mention. It won honorable mention. Okay. I all wanted right. to draft it, Clint, but I had to go with the other guys. Okay. The I was other guys is very underrated as well. I don't so know if funny, you've seen that, So funny. So funny. I've not very, seen the other guys. Okay. Blades of Glory is hilarious, and in the Olympic season, that's how. How is this not? I mean, I realize it's the Winter Olympiad, but you okay. know. semi-pro didn't make the list either. Semi-pro is not that good, though. But under two thousand isn't that <laughs> semi-pro? Semi-pro, semi-good. Couldn't stop laughing. You know, <laughs> that's really it. All right, so let, let's let's start off the show with this. And for everybody that's tuned in, as always, you can always be a part of the show. Hit me on Twitter at Alan Sliwa. Hit Clinton Yates on Twitter, at Clinton Yates. And then, of course, you could call into the show, 877-710-ESPN. Travis and Sleeve's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So here we are. Um, we are now almost a full week as we sit here in August 6th. Five days have gone by in NBA free agency. So a week ago, you remember what was going on in L.A., Clint. You were oh, actually yeah. on the air with Cap. I was on the air. When a yeah, lot of this stuff wild, yeah. when a lot of this stuff was going down, and, and I'm talking about specifically, of course, Scherzer and Trey Turner, who may actually make his appearance at some point this weekend. We'll see if that happens for the Dodgers. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. So a lot of the conversation was, well, how the hell are the Lakers going to fill up the rest of their roster? What are they going to do? Which guys are going to go out there and, and you know obviously try to grab in free agency? Do they have enough money to go grab players? Is everything going to be minimum contracts? So forth and so forth. I want to play something from uh, Kenny Smith. Obviously, TNT, one of the best shows inside the NBA in, in all of sports. Let me play something because I think there's an argument right now around the Lakers of – what their actual team looks like and what it could eventually be this upcoming season, and then what their team looks like just on paper because everybody's kind of cracking some jokes. This is one of the oldest teams in NBA history. I mean, everybody all of a sudden has become comedians here. They all think they (laughs) they got the best joke out there. Let let me play this from Kenny Smith real quick, and I want to react to it. If you put a championship on paper, they would be the 2022 NBA champs. You know, you have Russell Westbrook, there's no point guard that he's ever going to look at even at this stage in his career and go, oh, I can't guard that guy, or he can guard me. Anthony Davis, obviously, and LeBron still at this time in his career the same way. So they can win every position in, in, with those three 90% of the nights, which makes them very dangerous and obviously a clear-cut favorite. And they just won the championship the year before. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they were that far off this year. They were just injured. All right, that's Kenny Smith right there, and um, Clint, I, I want you to react to it, and I, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts. Are do you think the Lakers? Because I feel like there's such a polarizing conversation. Either people yeah. are all in on where the Lakers are, or they're like, "What the heck are the Lakers doing?" Where do you kind of stand on this? Is there a middle ground here? Or do you f- do you find yourself one way or the other? I think there is a middle ground, and I, I just want to state this most most plainly. I like this melange. I like this blend of guys. I think, at least in the big three version of this, I think it works. Do I think that automatically translates to making them the favorite? Absolutely not. There's too many other teams in the NBA that have advanced and have gotten better in the two years that it's been since the Lakers um, last hoisted the last hoisted the O'Brien Trophy. And I don't necessarily think that like they're going to get – how do I say this? 
their blend is very good, but I don't necessarily know that that's going to do anything more than make them just another really good basketball team in the West. We saw how mm-hmm. Phoenix has, has progressed, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. the um, the Nuggets are getting people back. You know, they're getting Murray back. The Nuggets were a team that was very good two years ago that kind of, I don't want to say fell off, but they took a step backwards just in terms of their playoff advancement. They're bolstering their roster as well. There are too many talented teams in the NBA right now for me to call a recently recobbled Lakers team, even with LeBron and AD and Westbrook as a favorite. Now, there's things that could happen that could easily make me believe that's the case, but right now, on paper, I don't think they're the favorite, no. You know, it's it's kind of funny because I think the paper part for me would convince me more. So if somebody said – all right, I'm not 100% sold on the Lakers because I haven't seen it yet. Okay, how yeah. is Westbrook going to fit in? Okay, you, you got one back. Who's going to – who will be more ball dominant? Um, Anthony Davis is coming off an injury. LeBron is going to be his 19th year in the NBA. All these other pieces that they added. I, I actually – where I should probably fall on, I like it on paper, I find myself falling on the other side. No, no, no. I actually like the mix. No, no, I, I actually like the team. We When we were doing our prep call this morning, you were starting to talk about Russell Westbrook a little bit. And there's, yeah. listen, there are some there are some intangibles that come. Yeah, I, I want people to kind of understand this big picture with Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's 32 years old. He's been in the league for a while. Westbrook's gone through, think about since Kevin Durant left the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he had chances to make it to the NBA Finals, got to the NBA Finals one year. Since KD and him split up and KD won won two chips in in Golden State, Russell Westbrook has really not – none of the NBA that he's been a part of has been a true championship competitor or a true championship team. It's almost as if Russell Westbrook, anytime anything goes wrong, you kind of point the finger uh, at Russell Westbrook of why it went wrong. And the only reason why I mention that – not every player is created equal. Russell Westbrook's got such an incredible motivation that you cannot put on paper. And oh, by the way, he's the third best player on the Lakers. I don't think people take some of that into account enough. I think they just look at, is that guy a fit? Is he not a fit? How's he going to play with that player? And it's it's too black and white, in my opinion. I don't disagree, but I think that's a, that's also a little bit of a function of not his own making, but his own style of play. I mean, the triple doubles keep adding up, and that's all anybody can ever remember, you know. And if you're not following specifically the Wizards, who nobody is, or the or a bad Rockets team, or mm-hmm. you know the Thunder, I mean, you're just not paying attention to that level of court interaction. And I think it's major for this team. I think that what Westbrook brings, not just from an age standpoint, but also like yo, he's coming home. You know, his priorities are different in terms of what he's doing with this team. And I think that that blends not just in an on-court manner in terms of his work rate and his ability to probably get to the rack a lot more and save some some of those wheels and some of the tread on that tires off of LeBron and be sure. able to feed AD out, out on the wing. I think he works well from an X's and O's standpoint, but I think he's also like, this is grown man business. You know, you saw them in the backyard lighting the stogies. These dudes have a plan. And mm-hmm. I've been making jokes about Space Cowboys and Wild Hogs and the Expendables and all that. But, like, I mean, we're talking about veterans that are getting together here, you know? There was no question in my mind that they were going to get along because they know what they got to do. These guys have known each other too long, you know what I mean, to, to, to mess this up. So I'm not concerned about how it's going to fit. Whether or not it's going to work is a different matter because Westbrook is almost like 
if you could have made up a player like Russell Westbrook and put him in this five or with those two, you probably still would have gotten Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? It's just the injuries in the age are a different matter, but like who he is, how he comports himself on the court and how he plays, never mind his rebounding prowess and all that, he's going to be a good fit. I think this is really good, and it's a good life position as well. I, I That's the one thing that I find some difficulty with is for all those who are very critical. And it's not – listen – Travis and I, um, since that trade went down a week ago, obviously it's been a big part of our conversation. And Travis, yeah. not as crazy about the trade, doesn't like doesn't like the fit, doesn't understand how um, Russell Westbrook can be. He's going to be ball dominant. LeBron's going to be ball, uh, ball dominant. I, I, I have difficulty with people who, I, I guess you can say, from a big picture perspective, let me use this as an example. Last year, the Lakers were walking into uh, last season. They went out and got a lot of younger players, guys around 26, 27 years old. It was Dennis Schroeder. It was Montrez Harrell. Yeah. It was, you know, they obviously slide Alex Caruso, KCP, Kyle Kuzma. They had guys that, A, didn't have playoff experience. B, probably had more selfish um, motives, which is nothing wrong with. Fair Listen, enough. Yeah, you got to go get paid. You got to, you know, not everybody's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Ross. Westbrook's going to make forty-four million dollars this year. Okay, so <laughs> he can he can approach a season saying all I care about is a championship because when he goes to the you know when he goes cash a check at a, at a at a local bank here, uh, he'll be okay, right? Like the the, the yeah. he doesn't have to worry about the money side of it. I think what the Lakers did this off season, I really believe this, Glenn. You know, for all the all the criticism that they get about the age of some of the players that they brought in for some of the criticism they got. Bro, I'd rather have veterans all day long on my championship roster or going to try to get an NBA championship than some of the pieces that they had last season. And I'll say this, I was also a proponent of some of the guys that they got last year. I thought they were, you know, they'd eventually be a good fit. But I think for where the Lakers are at this stage, trying to win a chip right now, LeBron's window, you got three stars and all veterans. I, I, I find a difficult time criticizing what they've done this offseason. I love what you're saying. I think that the sort of also the larger national NBA story about LeBron's kind of final sonata is fantastic. But don't sleep. The Caruso leaving this team is a hit from a depth standpoint, and LeBron actually liked him, which is a big factor in all of this. He was a defensive player, and that guy got along with him. So I do think there are some things that you can look at and say, oh, that's unfortunate that that happened. But the development to me has been completely fine. I mean, this is the last hurrah in a lot of ways. The window is closing. He's gotten all his guys. You've lined all your dudes up. That's fine. Let me ask you this, though, Sleep, before we get out of here on this. Mm -hmm. If I gave you the Lakers or the field, mm-hmm. as in the rest of the teams in the NBA right mm-hmm. now, to win it all, who would you take? I'm going to answer that when we come back. Plus, Clinton, Kawhi Leonard, what is he doing to the Los Angeles Clippers? Is this incredibly selfish for him to still not have signed his contract, kind of keep the Clippers waiting? We'll get into all that coming up next. If you want to be a part of this, would you take the Lakers or the field? 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show. Clayton Yates in for uh, Travis Rogers. Uh, Stay right here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so I did did get an updated text from Travis Rogers when I basically told him, because I had to give him a warning, right? I had to tell Travis, listen, every text you send me, I'm going to read over the air. So I just want you to know that. So you know what he starts sending me? Eh, just photos. Here's a photo of the golf course. He also sent Fear me a photo. I think I think it's a Bloody Mary. I think it's a oh, Bloody Mary. So okay. yeah, Travis Share is going. It. He's I'll going to work. What okay. what what we need to do is, as we get into the ten o'clock hour, I, you know, I'm hoping Emily or Funches, you guys lob the guy a call and just see how he's doing, see how he's feeling. He <laughs> uh, no, told, I he, no, 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 no. We're not putting him in that position. If he's oh, half no, no, cocked no, on no. the golf course, yeah, I do not want him yelling Clint, all over Clint, the airwaves. That's Clint, a bad look. That's the best time to bring him on. <laughs> that's a hospital ball. He throw it into a guy headed right into the middle <laughs> linebacker, the mic. Come on now. I got a feeling Travis is such a vet in the game that he's going to be like, no, everything's good. No, just had actually just had a uh, green smoothie and uh, <laughs> and just teeing off, enjoying the, the fresh air out here. Yeah. All right, uh, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Should – this is a, a question you threw out to me, Clint. And, yeah. and would you take the Lakers or the field? And, you know, it, it's funny when I hear that because I don't care about the field. I care about the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, if okay. you just said, would you take the I, Lakers I'll, I'll give, or the Nets? If you just said, would you take Lakers or the Nets? I'd only pay attention to that. And I, listen, I get what you're saying. You know, you're, you're <laughs> referencing the Western Conference. You say, look, the Phoenix Suns, they just can't. They just went to the NBA Finals. Right. Utah, Utah Jazz. You know, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley didn't look healthy in the playoffs against the Clippers. Granted, the Clippers also didn't have Kawhi the last couple of games. Still handled work. Eventually, you got to imagine that the Denver Nuggets are going to get healthy. There's some teams in the Western Conference. I don't question that for a second. I had a difficult time last season before Russell Westbrook how any team in the Western Conference was going to beat the Lakers in a seven-game set if just LeBron James and Anthony Davis are healthy. Now you add Russell Westbrook, I don't even, I'm not even looking at the Western Conference. And I, I don't really, I genuinely don't feel like I'm looking at it just from a Laker view. That's You got three superstars right there. I mean, you got you're adding Russell Westbrook to what you already have. Some people don't like the mix, and they think it's actually it will hurt the Lakers. I'm obviously not on that list. The team I look at is the Nets, because going into last season, the Lakers put together a team not knowing James Harden was going to go from the freaking Houston Rockets and end up with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So that that's what kind of changed the entire. That's why the Lakers, I think, had to go out and go get another you know a third yeah. superstar because they're competing specifically against Brooklyn. Nets played eight games together with those three guys. Lakers are obviously playing, uh, all three of those guys playing together. The Lakers will start fresh this upcoming season. If if, If I'm picking between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, I really, really, really like this Lakers team. And I think that's a series that can go back and forth. This is where I'll give the Lakers the edge on. Okay. I give the Lakers the edge... Because I do feel like there are players, specifically Russell Westbrook, that have this. Lakers got two guys in Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. There's a lot of chirping about those two players over the last year. I mean, did you hear the the chirping around Anthony Davis as he couldn't go in Game Six, and then he had to, yeah. or he couldn't go in Game Five, and then had to try to come in and play, and everybody was like, "Yeah, why is he even in the game? He looks like he's incredibly hurt." The chirping around Russell Westbrook really over the last four or five years or whatever the case is. 
I think the Lakers, there's an added motivation that um, come with those two players. LeBron, okay, he's LBJ. Really, he doesn't even have to accomplish anything else the rest of his career, and he's already got his name engraved as one of the top three to ever play the game. I'll give the Lakers the edge. If I if you said pick the field, I don't need to pick the field. I'm picking between the Lakers and the Nets. How about you? I think that <clears> – I'll say this. I'll pick the Lakers and the West over – the field, as in, I think that if the Lakers don't win it, it'll be another team from the West. I don't see, I just, for whatever reason, the Brooklyn situation seems too herky jerky. You mentioned the fact that they hadn't played that many games together yeah. in terms of their, their big, their big three. I mean, that's that is that is that's not even that's that's barely two handfuls. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, we're I not will say, even I will, at a quorum. I will say, Clint, if they were healthy, I think they would have ran through the league last year. If okay. they were healthy, I do think they would have ran through the league but last like, year, even if the Lakers not, were healthy. Mm-hmm. They're not, and mm-hmm. we don't really know. And so, like, there's an I-gotta-see-it element to that. They got some combustible personalities. Their coach is not exactly the most experienced. They can't figure it out on the injury situation. I'm not really afraid of the Nets. I think that another – I mean, that's that's not to disrespect what their talent is. I'm just saying that, like, I think the Lakers have bigger things to worry about here at home, particularly in their own gym. That mm-hmm. could be real. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this these this is what we like about basketball. At least the NBA. We got all these new new faces and fresh faces. This could this could easily be a situation where. And I was actually talking with um, I was actually talking before on the air about this. Like, I know that that team with Gary Payton, Carl Malone, and everybody got to the finals. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't win the finals. And sure. I, I, I think oh, it was this one of the be, biggest disappointments. It was a huge letdown. And I think this is one of those situations where, like, they're going to be good, but there's going to be a lot of other good teams, too. And they just got to make sure you keep that in mind. Yeah. And that's, listen, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, this kind of the beauty of this season is there's so much to talk about. And then once they actually get on the floor, then we're going to kind of, okay, does this thing right. work with the Let's Lakers? Watch some basketball. Is here. Russell Westbrook, is he. Is he um, is he fitting in with LeBron and Anthony Davis? Are the vets that they brought in are these guys just way too old? And how are you going to sustain an 82 game season plus the playoffs? Those are all legitimate questions. I mean, those I, I don't think anybody thinks. I, I think those questions are fair. So I, I personally don't question um, any of that. There, there was another clip, and I want to play this real quick. Kenny Smith was actually again same thing. Kenny Smith TNT was comparing the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets because Clint, as much as you know, people want to talk about some of these other teams, additions, subtractions, whatever the case is, because we're not sure when Kawhi is going to come back. Uh, yes, Milwaukee just won an NBA championship. The conversation coming into the season, and the first preseason games on October 2nd, it's the Lakers and the Nets. Mm. The conversation is going to be about those two teams. Listen to Kenny Smith on uh, Lakers and the Nets. The one thing that I would probably say is the Lakers probably would just naturally play better easily because – Anthony Davis doesn't need to handle the basketball to be productive. Russell Westbrook can pass and assist and rebound to be productive. LeBron doesn't need the basketball to be productive. I think that when the Nets are at their best, their best players score. So when with one basketball, I would say it would be easier for the Lakers to adjust to play better together. Uh, will they? I don't know because we haven't seen it. But I would say it's easier for the Lakers. All right, that's uh, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's squeeze in one quick call, and then I still want to get into this Kawhi Leonard stuff. Let's go to Nick and Irvine. Nick, appreciate you calling in. You're on with Alan Sliwa and Clinton Yates. What's up, Nick? 
Hey, guys, thanks for talking about the Lakers. You know, I've been watching since uh, I've been going to games since 1970, and this team I'm so excited about. The, I hope that they start the five first ballot Hall of Famers. I just want to see that with uh, Dwight Howard. They got so much better on defense with Howard. It's going to offset the uh, fact that Carmelo's man is going to be driving around him all the time. But when they had Peyton and when they had uh, uh, the guy from Utah, yeah, I hated those guys. We all hated those guys forever. I would go to games and boo them when they got got announced. I did not like them. I was rooting for them to win a championship. But, you know, I'm glad Malone didn't get one, you know, this much. But these guys, we got a son of Westwood and Russell Westbrook who averaged a triple-double last year, people. He's not – he's ready to go. And we got Dwight Howard who could just sit back and block, you know, two shots, three shots a game and affect ten of them. But these guys are lovable guys. We got a son of Westwood. We got um, uh, Howard and and, and we got uh, Carmelo who's – I got no problem with Carmelo. Appreciate it, Nick. Thank, th- thank you for calling in. We got to go to Nick, break here. Nick I, got I, a real youthful energy. He said he's been going to games since 1970. Sounds like he's 15 years old. Well, I'll that say this: when he when he said he didn't want Carmelo or Gary Payton, what, what are you talking about? That's a championship. We, <laughs> they're on your team. You you want to root for them to win. But I, I get what he's saying. As in, yeah. you know, Russell Westbrook's from here. He wants to see Carmelo win a championship. Listen, on paper, Lakers look fantastic. Looking forward to this upcoming season. I want to get into Kawhi Leonard when we come back. Um, he still has not signed. His contract with the Los Angeles Clippers, um, Brian Windhorse had some comments on that on his Hoop Collective podcast. How much is Kawhi Leonard hurting the Clippers? Yes, this town is all Laker fans, but the Clipper, Clippers obviously had a great one. Kawhi still a big piece and a big story. All that coming up next. Stay right here. Alan Sliwa, Clinton Yates, Travis and Sliwa show on 710 ESPN. Is your vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change Home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kid to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe, while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. I've said this before, SoCalOilChange.com. Just throw in your zip code. You have all these different locations come up in Southern California. Uh, That's where I take my car. Fantastic service, quick, convenient. They get the job done. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Travis Sliwa is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Did you guys all see how awkward Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid were together saying hello, now teammates? By the way, I have no idea why Andre Drummond, if you're going to choose a place where you can kind of resurrect your career and go make some money. Why are you going to go play alongside Joel Embiid? That wouldn't make sense. Did you see it, Yates? I saw it, and I'm not going to lie. This takes off the board. 
one of the better rivalries we had in the NBA going. I mean, presumably they're going to squash this on the same team. But they had a real thing happening. This is a storyline that I enjoyed between a couple big men. This is the problem with rivalries. The other side's got to win too. I think Embiid (laughs) owned Drummond. So I don't know. That was the issue with that rivalry. But for those who haven't seen it, go on Twitter for a quick second. It's the most awkward, hey, how you doing? And why Embiid makes, you know (laughs) – why his eyes go look into the camera like, hey, this is weird that Andre Drummond is here. And, and if you're Philadelphia 76ers, and I think that's their footage, that's the footage you want to put out? <laughs> Can you find a different angle? I don't understand it. It's it's almost like it, – how do I even explain it? It's like when you see those reality shows that are about like, – like real house husbands. You know what I mean? Like it's everybody who's playing their roles is playing themselves, but they're playing like a fake version of themselves. That's what I feel like Embiid is in. He's direct addressing cameras for awkward situations that probably should be on an e, you know, an e-television show. So I think Emily – I mean, who knows how that's going to go, but God em- bless em- him. Emily, you said – did you use the – didn't you use the example of The Office where some of the characters will look into the camera? Like, yeah, he I don't looks know like what Jim the from The Office on. just being like, wait, you're seeing this too, right? This guy's coming <laughs> in to hug me, right? Yeah, like- yeah that's on The Office because it's a show. It's, uh, you know, that's what they do. They're actors. I'm like, Embiid, don't make eye contact with the camera <laughs> and awkward eye contact as you're giving love to Andre Drummond. So anyways, uh, we'll see how Andre Drummond does there. So one of the big names still left in free agency. It's kind of interesting. So Kawhi still hasn't, you know, signed his extension or did a two-year deal or something along those lines. So Kawhi Leonard, aside from Dennis Schroeder, which, you know, unfortunately I feel bad for him. Travis didn't feel bad for him, but I feel bad for somebody who made a critical mistake like he did. But let me play something real quick from Brian Windhorst. This is talking about Kawhi Leonard hurting the Los Angeles Clippers with not making a decision. I mean, it was absolutely brutal for them that Kawhi would opt out of his contract instead of extending. You know, that, that, that hurts their long-term planning. Um, that It cost them the $9.5 million injury, injured player exception, which they could have used this year to aid this team to, 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 to do something with this season. I mean, they're not just going to shut down and not play this season. Um, you know, they don't have control of their – pick right i mean their 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 pick is out of their control the thunder have it so they've got to play they've got to continue to try and that in him opting out hurt them and i understand that Kawhi has got to look out for Kawhi. it's been one trillion percent clear that that's what he's going to do you knew that when you signed him (laughs) there's there's a trend there (laughs) but at some level there's got there's got to be a partnership with the team at some level there has to be otherwise you're never going to succeed I want to compare the two franchises for a quick second, Glenn. All right, that's Brian Windhorst on the Hoop Collective podcast. So I've heard Rob Palenka say this many times because I'm on a lot of those media calls where he's addressing, hey, we just signed this player, or hey, these are the exit interviews for the Lakers, or whatever the case is. And one thing that he's always said, he said that it's collaborative when they ask, hey, do you get another player's opinion, or they're talking specifically about LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's no secret LeBron and AD have a say, have an opinion on what the Los Angeles Lakers do and some of their decisions that they make. That's helpful for an organization, right, where you're all working together. You're all working for the best interest of your team. Not everybody's going to get that clout, right? If uh, there's certain players further down on the roster, okay, I appreciate your opinion, but it just doesn't matter in this conversation. 
I, I bring that up because when Windhorse is saying how much is this is how much this is hurting the Clippers by Kawhi kind of stringing this thing along. Listen, I'm not. I don't know if there are players within that Clippers organization. I don't know how they look at Kawhi Leonard. I genuinely don't. But I will say that when he went out, you know, unfortunately with his injury, we knew that the Clippers' chances of winning a championship were over. But the Clippers still played, and they still got to the Western Conference Finals. They still put up a fight against the Phoenix Suns. They still beat the Utah Jazz. You'd want to feel that your one of your players has the best interest of everybody's back in the organization. I get it's a business. Kawhi doesn't have to worry about money. He's going to get whatever money he wants. Does this bother you at all that he's still this many days in only because it hurts some of the flexibility that the franchise has that he has not made a decision yet? It bothers me, and it also bothers me from a standpoint of just like, all right, dude, like what, what, what more do the Clippers need to do? You know what I mean? Like the stories came out about how they sort of, when they got him, they kind of put everything to the side in order for sure. Kawhi to be Kawhi. And listen, I get it. Captains get leniency all the way up the ladder. But at right this thing point, to do. Mm-hmm. You know, right. You're kind of feeling like – I'm not going to say that Kawhi is trying to sabotage the Clippers. That's not obviously what's going on here. But it just feels like a really – I guess a deeper – there was a deeper beef than I understood between the player and the franchise in terms of what they were really trying to do in terms of being on the same page. And like – yeah, this is weird. Like officially, like what are we waiting for? You know what I mean? Because they probably gave him one of three different deals, mm-hmm. a one plus one, um, whatever the max is. I, again, I, I can't remember the the different terms of things, but he's got options as well. It's not like he's locked in the one thing that's going to force him out for the next five years. I I don't understand this, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, is it some level of laziness? Is it some level of like I'm just trying to exert control over the franchise? I don't know. But it's not helping the Clippers, and it's kind of taking a lot of wind out of the sails of a lot of what I'll just call the Kawhi era for Los Angeles. Like, this is – it's not bad acting. It's just I don't really understand what, what, what the end game is here. Let, let me say this. I'm – listen, if the Clippers lose, and I've said this before, hey, I might enjoy my day a little bit more. And that's that's <laughs> because that's because the Clippers are real competition to the Lakers, right? Like yeah. that, it's it's actually out of respect for the Clippers. I was rooting for them. I mean, maybe I am a child and for me to be rooting against them in the playoffs, but okay, is what it is. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard's not helping the Clippers. That's the point. So I yeah. it doesn't matter to me, doesn't matter to Laker fans out there, but if you're just if if a player on the Lakers was doing this, yeah, how much heat Dennis Schroeder has got for Remember when he first originally signed with the Lakers, and it was, oh, I want to be a, I want to be a starter. I didn't come here to come off the bench. And they're like little things that Dennis Schroeder has done, where Laker fans are like, wait, hold up a second here. Um, do you have the best interest of the franchise or not? I think with Kawhi, you can. Kawhi's got so much different clout. I understand that, but part of this, he's coming off as somebody that's selfish. He's coming off as somebody that does not. I, it doesn't matter to me or you. But, Clint, if, if people within the organization or his teammates are saying, bro, you're not helping us out, that's where it could be a problem. Yeah, and this is not why you want to gain the clout. You don't want to gain the clout to be able to do stuff like this. You know, you might want to gain the clout to be able to sit in, I don't know, a luxury box during the playoffs when people think you should probably be sitting with your team, but you don't want to use the clout to be able to configure the roster in ways that hamstrings the team. That, that just doesn't make sense for anybody. So that's why I'm kind of like – 
wow, are they really not on the same page? Or is there some other bigger actual problem that I don't know about or we don't know about that seems to be fueling this? Because at the moment, it just seems like dragging your feet. And dragging your feet is how you lose in this league. I just, I just, I just don't understand it. And I hope, I hope we find out. You know what I mean? Because this would be unfortunate if all of a sudden the Clippers season goes down the drain. You know what I mean? Because they can't figure things out in August. It just doesn't make sense. Well, Kawhi, you know, if people want to make a reference or an example of, well, Kawhi did this in 2019 when, you know, he held out and eventually signed with the Clippers. That probably was more strategic, and that was in the best interest of the Clippers. This is different. This is not in the best interest. When I say it was more strategic, as in the Lakers waited for Kawhi, waited for Kawhi, Kawhi then decided, I'm going to go with the Clippers – the free agency pool was gone. A lot of these, a lot of these players were gone, and I don't know what they're waiting for either. You know, you said something about maybe just being patient. At three oh one on Monday, it was announced Lonzo Ball is a part of the Chicago Bulls. These <laughs> right. conversations are being had with other teams. Of course, the conversation could be had internally over the last couple of weeks, and that has uh, obviously not been the case. Okay, couple things coming up at nine fifty five. Clinton and I are going to talk some Dodgers baseball. They obviously have a three-game set against the Angels, so don't forget, 9.55, that's coming up. Clayton Kershaw, a little more update on that, but coming up next, Clinton, this is when we do Ask Slee. Oh. We're going to – listen, I put out the tweet so you can yeah. read off some of these. Some I of these, definitely read off some. I'm telling you, I don't know what people have in their mind when they ask some of these <laughs> questions, so we'll just have to run with it. Uh, and if you got some questions, listen, Emily's been in town. Emily, how long you been in L.A. for? About a month and a half. All right, month and a half. If wow. you have some questions for her, um, <laughs> uh, Travis is uh, Travis might be throwing in an Ashley here. He's he's, uh, he's texting me at the time here. So we'll do all that coming up next. 9.55, we'll talk Dodgers baseball. Stay right here. Alan Sliwa and Clinton Yates. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we appreciate you guys being a part of the show. In about 10 minutes, we'll start talking some Dodgers baseball. Clinton, the floor is yours. All right, look. Ashley is a great bit, by the way. This is my kind of radio. So, all right, I'm going to do this very simply. I'm going to ask Slee a question, and then I'm okay. going to ask Emily a question, and then I'm going to answer a question. But the first question goes to you, Alan. Okay. The question is simple. What hair color do they list on your driver's license if you're bald? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> it's brown, bro. Brown, all right? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, right. you said that. I'm looking at the mirror looking, right now. He's looking, looking over. Right now. He I'm was like, doing yep. that little deal where he's picking his head back, and so you can see the other side of the head, as if there's different color hair on the back side of listen, your head. Listen, if I wanted to grow a perm, I, I can do it. All right, I have chosen this lifestyle with my head. Okay. All right, probably not the case. Probably not the so case. So you are you are you are a volunteer member of the Bald Brotherhood? I'm not buying that. Wait, wait. No, no, I'm not a volunteer, brother. Uh, <laughs> that's not the case. I'm trying to think here with my license. When did I get the photo? You no, know, probably was. Things have changed probably since the photo. 
So probably a little less on top than than okay. back when I got the, right. I got the. So photo. you don't know is what it comes down to. No, it's brown. It'll definitely it's brown. be brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who asked that question? Who asked that? Was that your uh, question? Or me, no, that was not Twitter. my question. Let me read. Uh, let's see. You know, I'll find. At no, pumpkin, no, don't worry. Pumpkin King twenty two. Okay, Pumpkin King. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. You got to be a more prideful member of the brotherhood. <laughs> you have a lot of stand up individuals in the community. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. Emily, let me ask you this. Since I don't know you, there are two important questions that matter to me. Did you play any sports in high school? And secondarily, what, who is your favorite athlete of all time? So I did play a ton of sports in high school. I did soccer, swimming, and volleyball. Okay. And then I played water polo in college. So uh, was a, sports was a big part of my life. Yeah. But I got to say... My favorite athlete, I think I'm going to have to go with Abby Wambach. I'm a big soccer fan. Mm. I love the women's national team, and so I'm going to go with Abby Wambach. All right. That, see, we learned a lot from that, Slee. All right. Well, th- this is what's going on with Emily, and we've had a lot of people kind of give her suggestions. She's been in L.A. for about a month, okay? Yeah. Imagine that. You're just coming from the East Coast. You've never even been to Los Angeles before. <laughs> and you get and, to work with the legendary Alan Sliwa? <laughs> I mean, well, you know. You probably want to remove the legendary part uh, <laughs> from the start of that. But, you know, she gets she gets to come down here. And then you got a lot of 710 listeners that are saying, hey, you got to go do this. You got to go do that. You got to try this restaurant. You got to try that restaurant. She's got a lot of suggestions. Yeah. And I don't know if she's got that much time to go do everything. But she's got, she's got time over the next, uh, you know, over a period of time where she can make stuff happen. All right, so quickly, because, you know, this is his show, we're going to go to Travis Rogers, who's on the line. Trav, what oh, up? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. I uh, <laughs> I just wanted to call and ask yeah, Lee. Uh, get to your um, point, buddy. Let's go. Make it quick here. <laughs> Did you really think that I wasn't going to call in today during Ask Lee? Hashtag Ask Lee. Uh, I got to be honest with you. The way you set up your last text to me that I won't read off, I definitely <laughs> thought that you would not be calling in to ask Slee. Uh, T. Raj, can I ask you a question? Sure. Paint us the picture right now. What's going on? <laughs> Golf course. I'm sure you're. Uh, I'm sure. Let's just say you you had a couple drinks to stay hydrated. I need to know the gear out situation the as well as you know. I need to know what the clothing is. You know how Help I us do out here. I get there. Tell us. Tell us everything. So I, I I expect to be featured on Drip Drive come Monday. This is <laughs> yep. this is what I've got going on. I, yep. I, I, I've got I've got my brand new white Footjoy golf shoes, which I'm feeling really good about. Mm-hmm. I've got a nice blue golf shirt going on, nice baby blue, kind of just just a little bit short of Dodger blue, and I've got my white shorts on. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I've had two Bloody Marys. It's nine forty five yes. in the morning, and I am right off to a great start. It that is fantastic. Is quality work i mean the white the white pants and the bloody mary that's a that is a confident combo alan because you never know <laughs> we're, not yeah, no, no. <laughs> we're not in the cart yet clinton so it's not bouncing around i'm still very okay. warm on the putting green i'm warming up i got it nice and covered i'm i'm ready i just i just basically wanted to call in and make sure that slee didn't try to duck ask slee i wanted to make sure that you had the <laughs> your hands firmly on the wheel clinton so he doesn't try oh. to hijack ask Slee. it's very yeah. important that you do it every day yeah, it's uh, apparently it's uh, it's in my contract now. They revised my contract. That, <laughs> all right, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care if I, I do any shows. They just care if I do Ashley. Wait, Trav, real quick, final one, final one. When do you tee yeah. off? Uh, Eleven. 
Oh, you tee off at a, oh, you got a lot oh, of time. Oh, so there. he's going to be good. Just hang around. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's a, there's a breakfast buffet that needs to be sampled. I need to hit a few balls. I need to have another couple of beers. There's a lot that needs to happen before this we start. This guy's living a life. This guy's living a life. I love Travis, it. Travis, you enjoy it, buddy. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, brother. All right, All right we got one more quick question. This guy says, more of an ask. Yates, is it okay to wear a hat, say, a nice rare Supreme 5 panel? For those of you who don't know what that is, you can look it up on your own. With a suit at a wedding qualifiers only at the reception not a tacky bright color it's dark camo and i am bald bro do not wear a five panel with a suit the whole point of the five panel is that you are dressed down to the point that the suit is not in the equation five panels are for grimy moves okay and or high fashion moves going to somebody's wedding is not a high fashion move if you're not on TV or there's not a red carpet. Do Bro, not throw the hat on. Just do things. it. Just do it. Just don't gotta do live it. life a little See, bit. See, oh, Just now you want to support there. the bald brotherhood? Throw it on. Now there. you're a big member? Okay. Don't worry about it. You know, you got to live your life a little bit. Okay, I got one more. Can I read one? Uh, yes. I'll read one of here. Uh, this is a this is a very fair question because now the gyms are start, all starting to open back up again. So there's right. a certain uh, etiquette when you're at the gym. This is David San Clemente. If you were to actually go to the gym, are you a towel change or the other kind of guy? <laughs> as, as in a free bird, if we will? So we just refer to it that way? I don't know what to refer it as, but if there's one thing I don't understand at gyms, there's one thing I don't understand. How is somebody comfortable with going, like literally walking 25 yards across the different parts of the gym just completely comfortable with, yeah, I'm good. And there's a stack of 140 towels right to your right, and you're going to pass by stacks of towels all the way to the shower or to the sauna or wherever you're going. Clint, I don't, I don't get that. Is it a, is it a, is it a generation thing? Because I feel like a lot of the younger individuals have the towels. A lot of the older individuals are like, no, we don't need one of these. I think that there is a combination of, let's just say, personal interest people like to be seen number two age and number three laziness which combines with age some dudes get up there and they're like f it you know what i'm saying i'm this old what do i care have a look honey you know what i'm saying no big deal but like dudes of his younger age who are you know looking in the mirror trying to get the pecs right and all that you know i mean if everything's not in place they're not displaying anything you know so it's just a generational thing on a lot of levels but again a lot of people like to be looked at we see you that's not cool bro cover it up that's uh that's good work right there that's good work ashley is brought to you by kia of carson this summer find your next car or suv at kia of carson hurry into kia carson for the best selection off the 405 at the carson exit go to kia of carson Dot com. Next up, let's talk some Los Angeles Dodgers. We got sort of an update on Kershaw. Don't expect him back anytime soon. And has Max Scherzer become a necessity? Forget a luxury. Forget, hey, grab this guy at the trade deadline. You're the team to beat. He's, uh, he's quickly becoming a necessity. Stay right here. Travis and Sleewa Show. Clinton Yates here filling in on 710 ESPN.